Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. How we doing, traders? Welcome and welcome to the last SPACs attack. No, no, no. What is going on? You guys in the chat, let us know that you guys don't want this to be the last SPACs attack. We'll tell you what happens when we come back. Like always, smash that like button. We got a lot to go into today. We're going to do a SPAC battle. We'll see who wins here. So definitely smash the thumbs up. Let's get it started. And like always, guys, welcome to the SPACs attack. All right, traders. Yes, I said it. It's going to be the last SPACs attack. So this is the last time I'm going to be bringing on the brains to this show. Uh, Chris Ketchy. Definitely want to give a shout out to my man. He's the one that brought this idea to me at the very beginning. We talked about how we wanted to really uncover the SPAC industry for you investors out there so you could have an opportunity. This was really with the SPAC boom that came last year. Let's go ahead and bring on for the last time the brains to this show, Chris Ketchy or Chris Opedia, as I know him. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? Yeah, happy Friday to you. Uh, a bittersweet day here, right? Uh, last SPACs attack. And I know there's a lot of questions there in the chat. Um, so, you know, just to let everyone know, yes, this is the last SPACs attack for now. Um, you know, maybe the show will come back in the future. But for now, the show is coming to an end. Um, you will be able to catch me Mondays and Fridays right now on Benzinga Live, the uh, lunchtime show from uh, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern time. And I will be breaking down SPAC deals, headlines, and doing interviews there. So not going away with the SPAC coverage, but we are ending the everyday SPACs attack show. Uh, you know, I know you've got more comments on this, Mitch. Let everyone know, you know, kind of what led to this decision and how maybe they can help out with our other shows to keep building Benzinga uh, live. You know, I, I state this often, you know, and I tell you guys to support the channel, support the shows. And it's not because, you know, I just want to, you know, get one more like. It's because it matters. It matters to us looking back at our content and what is going to stay and what is not. And so when we ended up looking back, yes, we do have a lot of our loyal listeners and loyal fan. So to the SPACs attack family that is out there and has stuck around with us from the beginning or have been here for a lot of the shows. Thank you, because you guys are the reason why Chris and I continued this show and wanted to get you guys through kind of the SPAC waves that we were seeing and getting us back to another SPAC boom. Now, like always, the support is important. Hitting the like, hitting the subscribe below is how we keep these shows on. As you know, we're 100% free. We're not making a single dime for doing this right now. And that's what it's all about. You guys need to support us. So support the other shows that you guys support so they stay on. If you guys like a show on Benzinga, let everybody know about it because that's going to help continue growing the community and continue growing. So uh, unfortunately, yes, we are coming to an end on the SPACs attack everyday show, but we'll continue doing SPACs attack coverage. You can always reach out to my man right here, Chris Ketchy, at you guys, at Chris Ketchy. Let him know if you guys got a SPAC you guys need some information on, you can always hit him up on Twitter. I'm sure he more than likely will answer back with what he knows, like always, Chrisopedia. 
All right, so let's go ahead. Let's take us to the headlines one last time. Then we get into our SPAC war. I don't want to be sounding too negative today. I want to enjoy it. I want to have fun. So you guys enjoy it also in the chat. Have some fun. Talk about what SPACs made or didn't make your investment portfolio and which brought you into the SPAC community. I want to hear in the chat. I'll go ahead and I'll talk to you guys in the comments. I'll let Chris lead here in the headlines and we'll get to the SPAC battle. All right. Like always, Chris, do what you did best for so long for us. And that's taking us back to those headlines and letting us know what catalysts are out there. All right, guys. Yeah, the the headlines today. Let's dive into them. Up first, we've got Black Sky, BKSY, a uh, company announcing that they secured a five-year purchase agreement from NASA for their satellite imaging data. Um, you know, this is a big deal, right? Anytime these space companies get NASA contracts, uh, definitely a bullish sign going forward. They did report earnings recently, $7.9 million in sales in the quarter and updated their full year revenue outlook, uh, 30 to $34 million. Uh, so keep that in mind with this one. They, they also have some flights coming up with Rocket Labs. And with that, we turn to Rocket Labs being in the news. This is one I talked about at the start of the month. They have a big November, right? two potential launches and earnings on November 15th. They did update a couple days ago saying that they are holding off on their launch out of an abundance of caution due to an out-of-family ground sensor reading and to allow more time to complete helicopter recovering preparations. So their next available launch opportunity is now November 16th. Um, so that is a delay to the original planned launch. Not sure if that will affect the second launch as well. But again, a big November, two launches and earnings on November 15th. I am long shares of RKLB. I, I really like this one. I think they have an exciting month. But again, this is the, the thing to watch with these space stocks when they have launches is a setback or a delay, um, you know, can definitely uh, cause short-term volatility with the share price. So uh, keep an eye out on RKLB. And one of our movers out there, we've got Hyzon Motors, H-Y-Z-N. So they reported third quarter sales, 962,000 uh, earnings per share, positive 13 cents. They reaffirmed uh, full year uh, guidance of 85 vehicles to be shipped. Um, so again, this reaffirms that previous guidance, 85. They also said that their facilities in New York and Illinois are expected to be in full production by the end of the first half of 2022. So I think we're going to get updated guidance for 2022 soon. And they saw um, strong momentum for hydrogen in the commercial vehicle market, they said. So uh, look for that backlog and additional orders to come in. And one of our uh, uh, fallers out there, we've got MAPS, M-A-P-S, Weed Maps, WM Technology. Uh, they reported earnings. They did get an analyst note today, Truist Security, maintaining a buy but lowering the price target to $15. They reported sales of $50.9 million, up 46% year over year um, in the U.S. and up 9% year over year for the total 
Uh, they also said that, you know, that's missing the consensus estimate of 51.66 million. Monthly active users, 13.9 million, up 37% year over year. Average monthly revenue per paying client uh, was up 7%, and they had over 4,440 monthly paying clients. Uh, for the fourth quarter, they now see revenue of 50 million to 52 million. Shares getting hammered today of MAPS, MAPS. Uh, I believe we went under $10. Yep, we're down 22%. Under $10. Um, you know, remember this, there's no longer a floor here. This is DSPAC. Um, but keep an eye out. It is a thing behind the thing in the cannabis industry, a way to get exposure to cannabis without owning a cannabis producing stock, um, but a big faller today. Then we have SEAH, so Sports Entertainment Acquisition. Chairman Eric Grubman was on Mad Money last night. Um, we did see shares hit an all-time high during yesterday's trading session. And then shares did sell off in the after-hours trading session with that appearance on Mad Money. Now, Mr. Grubman, who's been on our show, he didn't say anything negative about this, right? I just think investors were expecting a lot of new news from him. And right now they have filed their S4. They are in the process of announcing a merger vote date. So I think it's a quiet period. Can't really announce, you know, big new catalyst while the SEC is looking into that. Um, so keep an eye out though. SEAH hitting new all-time highs yesterday. This is the company merging with Supergroup, uh, Betway, which has announced several sports partnerships here in the U.S., and it is a big brand. This is going to be a pure play sports betting stock when this merger goes through. I am long SEAH, um, and I look forward to getting a deal announcement from the company with that merger vote date. We have Shift Technologies uh, reporting record revenue and units sold in the third quarter. Uh, so their revenue was up 200% year over year. Units sold up 100% year over year. Gross profit up 248%. Uh, they're projecting fourth quarter revenue up 151%. And now full year revenue guidance of 621 to $629 million. And I did see in Benzinga Pro that the CEO of Shift Technologies was expected to appear on Fox Business earlier this morning. I'm not sure if that happened. And then I'm also seeing that we are getting some analyst coverage and a $10 price target. Uh, you know, we saw these used car, online car uh, stocks get hot and Shift is still under $7. And I think this earnings update and some new analysts, um, you know, could provide some upside there. And then a couple earnings the other night, um, since we didn't have a show yesterday, SoFi. SoFi reported third quarter revenue of $277.2 million, beating a street consensus of $255.6 million, added 377,000 uh, new customers in the quarter. That's its second highest quarterly increase in company history now having 2.9 million members up 96% year over year. Their lending segment reached an all-time high with revenue of 215.5 million, up 21% year over year. Had their fifth consecutive quarter of positive EBITDA. 
they launched several marketing campaigns in the third quarter, which is a big deal, right? A catalyst going forward. Campaigns with the NFL, uh, TikTok, and the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament. I think we all know by now SoFi has the naming rights to SoFi Stadium. They've ran ads during NFL games, really getting that brand awareness out there. They also offered early access to the Rivian IPO, um, which could have brought some new customers into their investing app as well. Fourth quarter revenue now expected to hit a range of 272 to $282 million versus a street estimate of $275 million. And full year revenue expected to hit $1 billion versus a street estimate of $979.6 million. SoFi shares were up big on the earnings announcement. Um, and remember, they still have the pending catalyst of the bank charter, which I have not heard an update on, but I continue to hold SoFi long. Then we had Opendoor reporting third quarter revenue of $2.3 billion, up 91% year over year, and beating a street consensus target of $2 billion. Company sold 5,988 homes in the third quarter, up 72% year over year, and that total was more than the previous two quarters combined. Company purchased 15,181 homes in the third quarter, up 79%. And again, that total more than the previous two quarters combined. Open Door ended the third quarter with 17,164 homes owned, up 134, uh, 130% year over year. They launched in five additional markets in the third quarter, now covering 44 markets. Gross margins of 8.9% and contributing margins of 7.5%, 19th straight quarter of positive contributing margins. So if you remember Zillow, right? Zillow just exited the home buying and selling business. And the thing that they said was that they were not making a profit. Open Door is making money on home buying and home selling, and they've been doing it for years, Zillow exiting because they were trying too hard to take on the competition. This is something I called out on the show. I said I expected Open and OPAD to have strong earnings and to not be in a similar dire straits as Zillow. So Open shares have gone up now on that earnings and strong guidance from the company. And we have backed reporting earnings this morning. Revenue up. 38% to $9.1 million. So not a high revenue, but they did highlight all those crypto partnerships, right? They have a partnership with MasterCard coming. They have a partnership with Fiserv coming. This is big and this is where the growth is. This is the reason investors are excited about BKKT. So keep an eye out on that one going forward if you're looking for some exposure to crypto. Then GGPI merging with Polestar. They filed their S4, which means we could get a merger vote date announcement anytime if that is approved. Uh, so look for that. Then AUS, which was going to bring WinBet Public, Win Interactive, the online sports betting arm of Win Resorts, that deal has been terminated. I will have an article up soon on the site actually talking about how Win Resorts now, they are changing their CEO. And also, they have called off this deal to bring WinBet public. I think that means we're going to get a buyout of Win Resorts. Um, but stay tuned for that article. You can follow me on Twitter, and I will share that as soon as it is out there. 
this is a SPAC deal I was very much looking forward to, similar to SEAH, right? Um, you know, to to get that exposure to peer play sports betting. Mitch and I will be talking a couple top sports betting stocks later on in the battles. But AUS no longer bringing win bet public. And we did get the merger approved between NGAB and Embark. Uh, new ticker will be EMBK. Uh, and they saw 72% of shares redeemed. So keep an eye out on that one. And then just turning to the calendar, uh, we do have some votes next week. We have VOSO voting on their merger with Wejo, KVSA voting on their merger with Valo Health, and LII voting on their merger with Local Bounty, all those votes on the 16th, and then FORE voting on their merger with P3 Health Partners next week. And then turning to earnings, I just ran through a ton of earnings in the headlines, but remember that next week, the 15th, is the big day out there for DSPACs. We have Rocket Lab, Beachbody, Desktop Metal, Butterfly Networks, and Lucid Groups, and a handful of others all reporting earnings. Um, so a big day out there on the 15th. Mitch, that's what I've got for headlines. Uh, again, a lot of these DSPAC companies reporting earnings and a lot of them upgrading their guidance, right? And that's something we've talked about. Look for the winners out there. Look for these companies that have real revenue, that have growth, and they're updating their projections, right? Not going back on what they said in their SPAC presentation. All right, hopping in here. I know the chat is fired up. I know Chris had a troubled time, probably even just getting I did. The I was headlines. trying to read through headlines. I see all your comments, guys. Yeah, I'm we, reading. We, we, <laughs> we read them all, guys. We read them all. You know, one of the things is that we definitely see you guys out there. Um, so one of the questions was, of course, why is the SPAC going, uh, SPAC's attack ending? Um, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into specifically why. Uh, but it's it's all about, you know, that we didn't get the reaction that we, I think, and, and you guys out there, the family, deserved, right? Um, you know, we've grown this show. We've done this for over a year now. And it seems like we're not growing. So that's why I always state, guys. You guys out there determine if we stay on. So hit that like button. It's not just because I'm trying to uh, rig the algo here. as It actually tells us that you guys want the SPACs attack to be continued on. Uh, I know that the family out there is a little bit upset that we are ending, but we are rebranding into Benzinga TV. It's not like you will no longer get SPACs attack coverage at all. Chris will be coming on there to be doing some interviews. And of course, if there's some big headlines, Chris will be coming on and covering it. Um, the only thing you might lose is the Chris and I relationship, uh, but we'll, we'll definitely still be around. I'll be bringing Chris on Money Mitch from time to time, and we'll continue growing. Uh, definitely love, uh, I got to appreciate the love here. Mark M saying that he learned a lot from us. $50 super sticker. Hey, trust me. And, and, and us saying it, that Chris and I really appreciate it. We know that there's some people out here that have been with us from the beginning and have taken the approach that we wanted, which was this was an investment approach, not necessarily only for trading. So I hope you guys got a lot out of the SPACs attack. And we'll continue the coverage. We're just not going to do the SPACs attack show. Definitely. Well said, Mitch. Uh, you know, again, I, I, I'm not going to stop writing about SPACs. I'm not going to stop tweeting about SPACs. And I'm not going to stop bringing SPAC news 
mergers and ideas to our community, right? That's what we're all about here. We are just not going to do SPACs attack daily and we are merging it into that, you know, lunch show. And as Mitch said, you know, we love our loyal viewers, our love, our loyal community. But right now the show is in a decline. It's not bringing that growth. And, you know, we're going to put it into an area that is growing. Uh, Raz, shout out to you in the chat. I, I see all your wonderful comments out there. It looks like everyone now pushing to keep the show going. Um, you know, we can always talk about that and see what the future holds. Yeah, definitely. You know, one of the things is uh, this is a SPAC only show and we want to go ahead and bring you to the trending stocks. So when SPACs trend, yes, you'll still hear about it. You'll you'll listen to it on Benzinga TV. And that's really our new and greatest show that you guys should definitely tune in. The SPAC family, I would recommend you check out Benzinga TV. I know you might not see Money Mitch, but you will see Chris from time to time. You got AB on there, Spencer Israel, and we'll continue covering the trending stocks and getting you the information so you guys can be informed traders. Uh, looks like we're getting even more st super stickers coming in here. Oh, man. Uh, and it's just how it is, guys. Trust me. Uh, it, it hurts Chris and I to, to kind of end this show. But what we're going to do is we're going to continue making sure that you guys get the information that you guys need to be informed traders, which is what we started this in the first place. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into our SPAC battle, Chris, because I know that you and I can talk about how we feel uh, all show, but let's go ahead. Let's have some fun. I, I wanted to do a SPAC battle today, guys. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, it's not really a, a, a Money Mitch versus Chris day. It's more along the SPACs versus each other. So we're going to do a little bit of the SPAC wars now. We'll get started. And we're not going to go too much in depth. If you want to go more in depth, definitely check out the last time we did the SPAC wars. We went really in depth, gave revenue numbers, gave what the business was, and a little bit more in depth. We're going to go really quickly. We want you guys to join in, though. This is the fun time. Let's have some fun. Let's not worry too much about us ending. Let's go ahead and do some engagement. I want you guys to go ahead and tell us what stock you would pick in the battle. All right, so first one up in the battles, which one do you want to go to first, Chris? All right, guys. So yeah, as Mitch said, you guys are going to help us decide who wins, right? Mitch and I are going to pick our winner. We're going to share some details, but the chat is going to decide who wins the battle just like we did before. Our first battle, Mitch, uh, I mean, this is a big one to kick things off with, right? We've got two electric vehicle vehicle companies that are well known out there by the SPAC community. We've got Fisker, FSR, okay. and Lucid Group, LCID. Full disclosure, I own them both, right? Because I like both companies. But let's get in to today's battle. Look at that great thumbnail. We've got uh, the, the leaders of those companies there. Um, you know, and the, this is two companies we've talked about a lot, Mitch, right? So uh, Lucid completed deliveries recently. Fisker still in the early days, right? But Fisker now getting the love from Wall Street, right? We've got an outperform rating and a $32 price target from Credit Suisse. We've got Bank of America raising the price target to $24. And we have Fisker uh, next week, a week from today, right? The LA Auto Show kicks off. And they are going to show off the ocean, right? That new vehicle. They've got manufacturing partnerships with Magna and with Foxconn, a well-known 
well-known names, right, to bring these vehicles to market. That's mm-hmm. why I'm so bullish on this company. And then turning to Lucid, Bank of America just raised the price target to $60. Their previous target was $30. They doubled their price target. And Lucid completed those deliveries. They said they're going to have more deliveries this weekend. And we get earnings from Lucid on November 15th. Uh, Mitch, before I pick my winner, or should I pick my winner before you talk about the two? Well, uh, give me a second here, at least before you pick. So for me, you know, yeah, the countdown is on for Fisker here. Five days until the release of the ocean there. Uh, you got also Lucid coming out and, and coming in strong. Deliveries coming through. Uh, I know that that was a big question of ours. Where are they going to get those deliveries done in November? And it seems they got it done. So congratulations to Lucid's team. Uh, we still haven't done an interview with them. So, yes, yes, I'm calling you out, Lucid. We need you on here. Uh, but Fisker also is one of my favorite, uh, just, just because I personally might buy an ocean. And I think that that makes me a little bit more biased, uh, but we'll see what happens here. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to pick long term here, and I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to actually say Fisker over Lucid. But that's just me. All right, Mitch. Uh, This is a tough one for me to pick. I think everyone knows that. And as I said, I am long both. I am going to pick Fisker. And the reason I'm picking Fisker is because I think the stock has more upside. Lucid has already ran. We've got shares around 45. Uh, They've got the deliveries, but I think Fisker has more catalyst, right? They've got the auto show. They've got the actual car coming out, right? Talk about the biggest catalyst. And the shares are still trading less and a lower market cap than Lucid. So for that reason, I'm picking Fisker in this, you know, heated debate. And Mitch, let's turn it to the chat, right, guys? Drop those tickers in the chat. FSR or LCID. Vote for which one you think is the better long-term pick. All right, so we got uh, about over 40 votes in, and it looks like 73% going for Lucid here and 27% for Fisker. So you and I, Chris, looks like we're on the opposite side here. Uh, So definitely there's some Lucid dreamers out there, and it looks like Lucid takes the battle here. Lucid wins here and knocking Fisker down here. Uh, So Lucid uh, taking taking control here. Uh, Definitely the, the... the dreamer is is, is moving forward. Uh, let's keep going. Let's go to the next one. I, I think we should bring some some humor in with the next <laughs> one. How about we do Nicola versus Ride? Yes, I'm saying it, guys. The two favorites or non-favorites, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, but let's take a look here. Which one wins? Chris? All right. Uh, yeah. And shout out to our chat again um, for these super stickers, trying to keep up with this chat. Uh, Nicola and Ride. I mean, what a debate this is, right? And tough to pick a winner. Um, Ride just reported quarterly results yesterday, and they had a net loss of $95.8 million in the third quarter with no revenue. They ended the quarter with $233.8 million in cash. They updated on their partnership and asset sale with Foxconn. So they will now have a joint venture with Foxconn to design and develop vehicles. They're selling their Lordstown plant in Ohio to Foxconn for $230 million. 
and that will be split up in payments of 100 million in November, 50 million in February, 50 million in April, and 30 million at a later date. Foxconn also made an investment in Ride, buying $50 million worth of shares at $6.90. They they built and tested prototype vehicles in the third quarter and signed additional non-binding deals. Uh, They now expect commercial production and deliveries of the endurance pickup truck in the third quarter of 2022. They expect to end the year with a cash balance of $150 to $180 million dollars ride has been an underperformer this year um but nicola of course no stranger to underperforming either uh mitch i mean uh, this one's a, a tough one uh what do you got uh you know i'll let you share some information here before i uh i vote well, we uh, can definitely cross out my man Burns. So <laughs> Burns I did that gone. for us. Burns is gone. And for that being mentioned, I should have put a, a little jail bait on the left-hand side, uh, literally in jail, <laughs> my man Milton. Uh, but definitely, uh, these are these are two of the companies that give you a lesson in understanding that it's always forward-looking, right? These EV stocks, we're going to have a bunch of them come out. And not all of them are going to have success. That's just the, the truth of the matter, right? Uh, the truth is that we're going to continue seeing other EV companies come in. And what you need to do is see what is what we always talk about is proof of concept. Can you prove that you can get that concept car out, not only get it out, but actually start getting it out to consumers. And as we can see in both cases here, that's what didn't happen, right, Chris? We got prototypes, we got mentions, but did we get really proof of concept? I don't think we did. No. And I mean, both companies have delayed, right? And that's the hard thing now is to pick winners when the timeline has changed so drastically. Um, Mitch, I, uh, this is a tough one. Um, and I'm curious to hear what the chat said. I didn't look at the vote yet because I want to be surprised. Um, based on market cap, I, oh man, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with Ride just because Nikola is still valued at $5 billion. Ride at least has a joint venture now with Foxconn. I think maybe they get vehicles on the road. They've got some decent fleet deals in place. Uh, I'll go with Ride. What what do you got? Uh, I really don't know. So to me, what ends up happening here is Nikola is going to just, I think, survive. Uh, Survival is what they're trying to do right now. And to me, Ride is still a buyout. Why? Um, I think you're going to start seeing that they, they people might want the prototype and, and to get access to what was passed to them by Workhorse, right? I mean, in the, in, at the end of the day, the truck was passed down by Workhorse, supposedly perfected by Ride, and then given, pushed out, so I, this is what I could see. I could see someone just buying up Ride just because they want access to those plants and, and maybe taking that vehicle, rebranding it, and coming it out with something else. So we'll see what happens with these. Definitely uh, Nicola <laughs> and Ride uh, moving on. But, what did the uh, chat say? I, what the, did the chat say? They actually went on the ride. They're oh, on the ride boat. Okay, okay. 69%. So it looks like we were on the right side this time, Chris. So okay, okay. That's just how it goes. <laughs> All, right, All right. What do we got? What do we got next here? 
And in that poll, moving on to the next one here, we're going to be moving into Playboy versus Hymns. Yes, this is a good one. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Playboy. Uh, it's recently made some good moves. Hymns, I'm definitely paying attention to it going into the winter months, seeing if they're going to get a lift from the winter, maybe some gifting going on there. Uh, but what do you think, Chris, about these two? Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting debate, right? Because Playboy has kind of shifted their uh, focus, right? You know, from the magazines, the, the you know, the internet to now being a licensing company, right? They've got a well-known brand that they're licensing out. They're building, you know, casinos, resorts, hotels. Um, they also bought a lingerie company. They're growing that e-commerce business. Also getting into NFTs, right, Mitch? That's something we've talked about several times on the show Hams just reported earnings, and I really like what they said, right? So third quarter revenue was up 79% to $74.2 million. They, uh, Their mobile platform has over 500,000 subscription members. Piper Sandler upgraded shares to overweight and raised the price target to $12. So the company said, not only did we deliver strong revenue growth in Q3, we did so while maintaining customer acquisition costs quarter to quarter, near, nearly doubling total subscriptions year over year and delivering on strategic initiatives to catalyze future growth. We believe we are very well positioned to deliver our ambitious mission um, that sales total beat a street estimate. And fourth quarter, now hims and hers expect 76 to $78 million dollars and full year sales of 263 to 265 million dollars. Mitch, hims and hers, right? The other thing they've got going for them is we've got Jennifer Lopez on uh, you know, the uh the sponsorship. We've got Rob Gronkowski, we've got Miley Cyrus, they've got commercials going, strong brand awareness coming. And as you said, could this get a Christmas push? Um, so I think I'm going to have to lean towards hims and hers here with the Gronk spike. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I see some good bottoming on that chart. So I'm waiting to see some good catalysts come into hims. But the only thing that concerns me, to me is, is, of course, it's a subscription style business, right? And so we need to see those numbers increase. So I'm actually going to go and be foot off here because I want to see an earnings report show me that they're just kicking ass and subscriber growth. Uh, but until I see that, I'll, I'm going to stay off of it. I'm actually going to lean on Playboy here. Why? Because I do feel that at the end of the day, they have so many tools that they can pull on to make revenue. And so I think they just have different avenues to make that money. Hims and hers is just going to be all about that subscription. How many subscribers can we keep going after? And then another thing that could happen is how high is that customer acquisition for them? And how much money do they have to spend in advertisement to get that customer is really concerned for me. I've been seeing them spend money, you know, Gronk, uh, Miley Cyrus, the Wrecking Ball. Yeah, they're probably uh, not cheap to get those names, right? No, no, no. I don't think Miley was just like, I'll take a discount. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's how it is. And so to me, Playboy on this side. And let's catch up with the chat. Let's see what the chat What'd says. What the chat say? Because we were split. Yeah, this is ridiculous. What the chat say? No 50% way. 50% on both sides. Stop, stop. Someone else vote or is it ended? Someone else vote, please. <laughs> no, it hasn't ended. Someone Someone else. break the tie. Who break wants the to tie. pick the winner? Who wants to be the winner? Who, who wants to pick it? Literally, like Chris said. 
We got 40 votes. We need one oh, more vote, on. guys. One Come more on. vote, guys. It's in the chat if you don't know. Playboy versus Hams, 40 oh, votes. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> oh. I might have to sign into my other name to vote. <laughs> 41 votes. There what is go. it? What is it? Hims. Hims takes wins. the win. Thank you to whoever voted and broke that tie. Uh, that Hims was talk about a close win. vote. That was that was a great battle. Oh, look, look. These guys, they just jumped on. They were like, no, Playboy, Playboy. Oh, now we got 58 votes. Now we're going up. What is it at? It's Playboy 55, Hims 45. Okay. We'll, so we'll like call that a winner. Playboy the there. winner. But All right. Let's you know move what that on shows? to the next. What does that Good show? Battle. Good that battle. That was a great though. battle. Great battle there. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next one here. We're going to go keep running through this. You guys smash the like button. That's what it's really about, guys, because that's what keeps Fax Attack on. Support us. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the share button. Let everybody know. That's what it's about. And let's go ahead. Let's get into the next one. This is a battle that, you know, maybe it's had a change of story at one point. I think when this battle first started, everyone probably went with SPCE. But now we're looking more at Black Sky. You know, they've been mentioned of two satellites. Well, supposedly going up with Rocket Lab, but we never know when Rocket Lab wants to go back up. Um, we'll see if they're able to accomplish that on the 19th and get Black Sky to the sky, right? I, I mean, that's what they're trying to get. They're trying to get into space, put some more satellites up there. Uh, let us know a, a little bit about these two companies, Chris. Yeah, definitely. So in the headlines, I mentioned that Black Sky just secured a five-year purchase agreement by NASA, right? Huge, huge deal out there for satellite imaging data. Um, they had revenue of $7.9 million in the quarter. And as Mitch just said, Black Sky expected to have two space launches this month with Rocket Labs. No stranger to the show, we've got Virgin Galactic. Um, so they just reported quarterly results, and these were real interesting, right? Because they ended the third quarter with 700 flight reservations, and they said that demand for space travel is strong and that they've been selling seats ahead of the pace they had planned. And not just are they selling seats, they're increasing the amount they're selling seats for. This is a big deal, right? The original price tag, $250,000 to go to space. Now it costs $450,000. They plan on hitting 1,000 reservations by the start of their first commercial flights. Now, the thing that has sent SPCE shares down is they delayed that. So we're not going to get private commercial space flights until the fourth quarter of 2022. The other thing I have to point out is they've got several celebrities that have reserved seats. We've got Leonardo DiCaprio, Justin Bieber, and of course, Tesla CEO Elon Musk himself has purchased a reservation with Virgin Galactic. I love both these companies. If I picked one for the next couple of years, I would probably say Black Sky, but I really think Virgin Galactic long-term, if they can diversify themselves from space tourism into you know, some additional opportunities, maybe hypersonic flights and, and you know partnering with NASA to get people up there, I think SPCE could have the stronger upside. But again, I really like both of these companies. Mitch, what do you think out there on these two? I don't think anybody got to ask me if they know me. I, I don't think um, so either. But just for <laughs> just for fun, I ask, right? For purposes, yeah, for the show, we'll, we'll go ahead and say it. Uh, why I would pick Black Sky, guys, is that I've been saying this for, I think, 
two years now. Satellites over tourism in space. I've been talking about it because I liked what I liked Maxar. Maxar was the first company to get me interested in space stocks. And when I realized how profitable satellites were in space, I was like, man, it actually seems pretty interesting here. It's a pretty interesting opportunity, right? Then when I started seeing Maxar really kick ass also with SPCE. They're really the two leaders that got us to this moment where we have all these space stocks. We would have never had all these space SPACs if SPCE and, and Maxar never got that first boost. And then from that point, all I've seen is that SPCE has a great potential. But for me, I'm looking for profits. I'm looking for profits in space. Where can I make money? And what shows money like just in the business strategy itself? Not if they do good, but literally just following the business strategy. And so to me, I think that's where Black Sky has the advantage. If it just does what it says it's going to do, I think it'll be profitable. And so SBCE, I think they're still going to have trouble in figuring out, should we go into, like you mentioned, maybe travel? Should we stick to just doing the tourism thing? I think they're going to have questions. And so to me, I'll go with more Black Sky that doesn't have those questions, that it knows what it wants to do and just wants to accomplish that. I'll go with Black Sky here. Mitch, the one thing I'll say that I think we've learned from the SPAC market with all these deals being announced I didn't know how many satellite companies there were out there. Mm-hmm. That would be one concern I, I have with Black Complete. Sky is that there is a lot of competition. And Virgin Galactic, I mean, right now, space tourism, you know, not that big, right? Because that high cost. But right now, really, if you want to go to space, it's Virgin Galactic or Blue Origin. Those are your two choices. So, you know, I wonder if that could be a big competitive advantage. And Black Sky, I mean... Maybe we see some consolidation in the satellite space, but that competition could be a concern. But that's what you and I think. What does the chat think? Which one of these companies are they voting for? Yeah, it's definitely been something that is going to be on watch. I agree with you. Competition coming in. One of the big things I'll say is that I I know about a big contract 2023. This is why you see massive jumps in 2024 and 2025 on their investor presentation. So if you want to be in space stocks, I'll give you guys some advice. Look into the government contracts and when that timing expires and when do they have to make that decision of the next contract. That's how you stay on top of these space games. And it's going to give you a lift, especially if you're looking at the satellite stocks because it's planet, Black Sky, Maxar, they're all going to battle. And what has been said is that they want to be more of a split not just be to one provider. That one provider used to be Maxar. Let's go ahead and see how these step in there. Uh, catching What's up with the, the chat. chat. Say what's the chat say? Chat says SPCE. We're going to the moon, man. They want <laughs> they want to go up there. They want to check out space for themselves. And with that, I can't blame them. Really, take me up. I'll, yeah. I'll say I'll say SPCE if you take me up. <laughs> <laughs> if it was free, right, man? <laughs> yeah, send me up. I'll, I'll take it. All, All right. right. Let's go ahead. Let's get into another battle here. We're getting towards the end, 11.48 now. Let's go to the next one here, Chris. Uh, Next one's going to be... We got sports betting. I think we got sports betting. My favorite area. (laughs) As you guys can see from the jersey. Let's go ahead. DKNG versus RSI. And I actually love 
that we're going into this now because last time we did this, RSI was on a really bad downtrend and DKNG was just hanging out up there. So it was kind of a hard battle to begin with. Uh, last time we did it, it just seemed like DKNG was just the overall winner. And I don't think that's the case anymore. So Chris, fill us in. Yeah, so DraftKings versus Rush Street. Uh, Rush Street just reported earnings, right? And they also got Needham uh, raising their price target to $23. So Rush Street reported $122.9 million in revenue, beating the estimate of $114.6 million from the street. Um, that was up 57% year over year. They're also raising their full year sales guidance. So previous range 465 to 495 million. They now expect to hit 480 to 500 million dollars in revenue for the full year. Um, so that was a strong guidance, right? They also said their monthly active users up 26% year over year in that quarter. And of course, sharing updates. They're entering Louisiana, Arizona, Ontario and Rush Street secured access to New York, and not a ton of companies got access to New York. And then we turn to DraftKings. DraftKings had a revenue of $213 million, up 60% in the recent quarter. Their monthly unique players of $1.3 million, up 31%. Average revenue per monthly unique player, up 38%. Um, so DraftKings, you know, strong numbers. Analysts weren't overall impressed with their results, though. Um, we've got a neutral rating from Bank of America, $60 price target. We've got a hold from Truist. And then we've got an outperform from Oppenheimer and a buy from Needham. So kind of split. DraftKings sees hitting 2022 revenue, $1.7 billion to $1.9 billion versus an estimate of $1.8 billion. Uh, I love both these companies. No surprise out there for anyone who's watched the show. Um, but to me, I give Rush Street the edge here in terms of upside, right? DraftKings has already ran. DraftKings is already a top two player. They've got the market share. Rush Street has access to more states. They've got more growth coming. They also own their own technology stack, which makes them a buyout target. That's definitely a catalyst. Uh, and with them getting access to New York, Mitch, I think Rush Street becomes that much more attractive. And for that reason, I'm picking RSI in the battle. What about you? Yeah, you know, one of the things that we're going to be looking at is does RSI finally get bought out? There's been mentions of fanatics trying to seal the deal. I think what happened there was also that RSI started spiking up way too high. And probably fanatics was like, okay, yeah, you, you guys got over our mark now. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll, hold on a second. We don't want to put that much premium into the stock when we purchase it. Um, but did they look at the technology stack? I think they did, Chris. I think they took the look and they were like, well, I mean – we could just go after RSI. They already have some market share. They have a good tech stack. Why not go after them? So I'll be watching what happens with RSI. As you guys know, I traded this for a over 40% winner. I wish I would have kept it for the 100%, but uh, I'm going to have to go with RSI. I mean, it's paid me well, so uh, I'm going to stick with RSI here. I think DKNG is a matter of survival in the game. They're trying to play the customer acquisition game where they're not worried about paying up for that customer. 
where I think RSI has some limits because they're worried also on their margins. Definitely. What does the chat say, Mitch? Uh, I, I Let's catch kind up with of the expected chat this to be a big battle, but I'm wondering if uh, it ends up not being as close as I thought. What do we got? Yeah, it looks like you and I are the only Niccolo Damasi fans out here, guys. Uh, what happened, guys? Niccolo, In Niccolo we trust, guys. In Niccolo, I, I would, we do trust. I would not bet against Niccolo Damasi. Uh, so. I don't fail on my man. I, <laughs> I, I I follow him where he goes. And DKNG, RSI, DKNG, 64%. To thirty six percent for RSI. Uh, th- all right, all that's, right. That's we'll let the hey. chat decide. That's fine. I, again, both great companies, so I, I like them both. But them. I, I think upside potential RSI. All right, guys, let's move on to our last battle. Last battle, right and then here we'll, on Spac's attack. And then you we'll guys do some, hit the like. We'll do some farewells. I know the chat still is going crazy, so we'll we'll address some things at the end of the show, guys. Last battle here, we've got 3D printing, desktop metal DM versus Velo 3D, um, oh, I, uh, ELD. Yeah, 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 let me fix that. All right, so desktop metal, they just announced some news, right, that they are going to triple the final assembly space for their production system TM platform to meet robust demand for the world's fastest metal 3D printing technology. They also unveiled a partnership with another 3D printing company, Shapeways, to increase anytime, anywhere access to world-class additive manufacturing services. Desktop metal is, I mean, they're printing everything, Mitch. Steel, wood, dental products, they're all over the place, and they're doing lots of acquisitions. Velo 3D just reported third quarter results. Sales of $8.7 million, up 23% from the previous quarter. Shipments were up 50% year to date, um, 15 in 2021 versus 10 in 2020. They also said strong bookings. They're expanding into Europe. Their first system ever was shipped to a European customer in that quarter. Strong bookings, strong backlog of orders. I, I like both these companies, Mitch. But a reminder out there that Velo 3D has partnerships with SpaceX, which we are big fans of on the show. SpaceX also approached Velo about a possible acquisition years ago, and Velo said, no, we want to go public on our own. For that reason, with the SpaceX validation, I pick VLD. What about you, Mitch? Yeah, you know, one of those that uh, I will have to apologize, I did mess up on the the image there, VLD, not VELD, uh, but definitely one that I'm going to be watching. You know, it's funny because I like both of these, Chris. It's kind of hard, right? You guys know that I made some good money on DM, catching the bottom, uh, so I'm not mad at DM, but I also really am a big fan of SpaceX, and that's what draws me to VLD here. Um, you guys know I've been, ever since I found out that that, that relationship existed, I was like, yep. Call me a VLD fan because at the end of the day, anything, and I keep saying it, anything with SpaceX, you can call me a believer because I'm going to take that partnership and I'm going to think that that partnership itself is going to keep growing because we've seen how SpaceX has not only built up the brand name, which we could have probably said maybe a year or two ago, but also delivered, right, Chris? I mean, look how great these... These results have come for SpaceX. A lot of that's going to come 3D printing. They're going to need Velo. They're going to need them. 
at the end of the day, if they're going to do what they say, they're going to need them. So we'll keep a watch out. Uh, it's a hard one for me. I'm telling you, man. I don't know which one to pick, really. Uh, I'm going to go DM. I think All it has right. the most upside. All right. Split vote. What do we got from the chat, guys? What oh, I got to catch up with the chat. I got to see what do you guys vote on this one. What this they one's vote? A hard what one. they vote? Looks like they're on the desktop medals also, okay. guys. Okay. So looks like 61% to DM, 39 to VLD. Uh, so definitely not a bad move there. Uh, as you guys can see, uh, these are two stocks that are going to be battling. DM has been making recent moves. So I think that's what got uh, the interest in DM. But we'll see. These are two stocks that will continue to watch. DM has made so many partnerships also that they need to go ahead and fulfill now and bring it to the bottom line. So we'll see how those turn out. They have dental. They have so many different areas yep. they can be getting into. Uh, so we'll see what happens with desktop metals. All right, guys. Thanks to everyone who voted. Those were some great, great battles. Mitch, as always, we, we have loved doing those SPAC wars, those SPAC battles, and also engaging with the chat. Uh, we're going to bring on Spencer in a minute here to talk about what's next for, for SPAC's attack and SPAC coverage on Benzinga, because I know the chat wants some more answers. Before we get to that, Mitch, again, you know, SPAC's coverage not going anywhere, but I want to give some thank yous and appreciations, of course, to you, Mitch, for helping, you know, draft the idea for this show and getting the SPAC coverage going. And then also for some of our great guests, right? We've had Julian Klimach go on a couple times, right? Great SPAC insight. Uh, we've had SPAC Guru on, SPAC Warrant, SPAC Insider. I mean, we're bringing the top names out there for coverage of the SPACs. We've had some great interviews, right, with these SPAC companies going public. Matt Higgins, uh, Gary V, Niccolo Damasi, who's been on our show a ton of times. Uh, you know, always love hearing about that. Um, Mitch, any thank yous out there for, from you before we uh, we bring Spencer on here? No, definitely. I want to do give some thank outs. You guys know how I always try to pay attention to the chat. And it's really important to me that you guys always follow us. And, and this is what I always say. You know, one thing is when Chris and I started this show, I was like, as long as we can get some loyal viewers that stick around with us every single day, add one or two, even if it's one or two every single day, and we'd continue to be around. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to a lot of those people that were around from the beginning. Uh, give a shout out to Sue here, Diane. Uh, JD's been really active lately. Joined us, Mart Martin, uh, NCAL, John Doe. Uh, we've had you guys from the beginning, Born Solar, uh, definitely Carl out there. Uh, you guys have all been a team, and that's what I love. Uh, you know, it was a SPACs attack, fans. Uh, always, I catch you guys talking about a different stock in the chat, telling each other, like, hey, let's keep a watch on this. And that's what it's really about. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys out there. Happy, Cole, NCAL, Yogi, Sean. So many. Um, so many. Martin, Mark, so many out there to thank. Um, but, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think the chat wants some answers. So, uh Spencer, uh, let's bring on the one, the only oh, taking oh cover. God. Oh, taking cover because he already knows what's coming. Let, let, Here, I'll put you oh in the God. middle. Oh my goodness! You get stuck in the middle. What is, happening? This for you. What, what is happening? This guy. This guy. Sue's funny. 
All right. Oh. So everyone out there thinks that SPAC's attack is yeah, ending and ten. that there's going to be no more SPAC coverage. So Spencer, let's hear it. What's happening next for SPACs? What's happening next for Benzinga Live? Yeah. yeah. What, what did you guys say? I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm worried here. No, SPAC's coverage is, is definitely not going away at no, all. That's not going to happen. Mitch not going away. Chris not going away. Uh, case in point, Chris could be back on Monday, like as in the very next weekday from the very next weekday from now. Um, rather than do the show as like its own thing, the idea was let's just fold our SPACs coverage into our larger afternoon show. If you remember back in the spring, we were doing these really long all day streams. It was a big internal debate here. Do we do, do we do one stream all day, eight to six, or do we do, do we do separate shows throughout the day? We ultimately decided to do separate shows throughout the day. Um, and, and it, and it's worked for some reasons and it hasn't worked for others. And I think what we're trying to do is maybe find them, find the balance there. So we're going to be doing a longer mid middle of the day show that SPACs will be a part of. Chris just mentioned Nicola Damasi. He will be on the show with Chris, I think, in like two weeks. Two weeks, right? yep. We're going to yeah. talk about Planet, DMYQ. Right, exactly. So we, Chris has a standing, recur, more than one, recurring segments on the middle of the day show. And, and it will go, rather than go at 11 a.m. Eastern, we'll go from like 11.30 a.m. Eastern, right? Um, and rather than just like pigeonhole, like, hey, we have to do a show every day, we're going to do it. When the news cycle requires that we do it, right? When we have a big interview or when there's like a lot of stuff going down in SPAC world. Um, but there isn't always going to be that. And so and and so that that was the idea. But do not think that this is the end of SPAC's content because it is it is absolutely not. I, I was reading the chat and I was like, what did, what did these guys say? Yeah, the, everyone's the, getting so angry at me. I don't you're gonna even... get you're gonna get some hate. I think Raz put your email in the chat as well, Spencer. So, uh, <laughs> you, you might want you might want to just take the day off. I don't know, oh, no. but uh, yeah, guys, just to reiterate, I'm not going away. And someone even asked in the chat. No one got fired. We all no. still work for Benzinga. We <laughs> love it. I'm not going anywhere, <laughs> right? I, I'm also an author. Don't forget that, guys. I'm writing articles daily covering SPACs and other industries. And now I'm going to be able to pick the days, right? That have the SPAC news and the yes. deals, right? Yes. If there's five SPAC deals announced in the morning, you'll see me on Benzinga TV, right? Because exactly. there's a lot to cover. But if there's no deals and no earnings, some days there just isn't enough to do an hour worth of coverage. That That's what is happening. We're covering the news and what is trending. That's what Benzinga TV is all about. The chat is mad. The chat is so mad, Spencer. Oh, my goodness. This will also give Chris more time to focus on the roadmap, our NFT show. It'll give Mitch more time to focus on live trading, right, which we do every day from 9 to to 10 or even past that a lot of days. Um, (laughs) No, no, Mark. There's no such thing as Spencer TV Spencer TV? I haven't heard of that. When is that coming out? There's there's no such thing. I I, I, I have to say I'm I'm surprised and also impressed. At the reaction, I didn't, did not think it was going to be a visceral reaction like this. Um, hey, look, we work for the community, right? Um, their feedback, your feedback is important to us. I did not see this coming. <laughs> really? I, mean, I don't think it's all coming either. Oh, <laughs> man, Spencer. You're getting shaved bald, bro. Wait, okay. Someone, people are emailing me now. Oh, my yeah, I'm gosh. sure. I'm sure you're getting emails. All we right. got a boo in the chat. Oh, my All goodness. Right. Hey, hey, one thing I will tell you is that you guys can always find Chris and I. Reach out to us about SPACs. 
We're going to keep watching SPACs. We're going to keep investing in SPACs. Chris and I stay up with each other every week. We talk about these plays. Uh, Chris and I were talking about plays just before the show today. You know, and that's what it's all about, guys. Stay with the team. I did see also mentioned in the chat that they wanted us to start a Twitter profile for the SPACs Attack family. That I 100% will be doing. Uh, you guys will see that on Monday. We'll have a SPACs Attack profile so that you guys can find it. Stay together as a family and keep watching Benzinga TV because that's where you're going to find the SPAC coverage now. So it doesn't mean that you're not going to get it. just means you're going to be in a different show more than likely, right here in the same time slot. Right. If anything, the onus is now on Chris for to tell me, hey, there's SPAC news today or there is yep. SPAC news today, right? So, hey, blame no, blame that guy. Wait, <laughs> blame him. Oh, yeah, yeah, this guy. <laughs> it's going to be that guy. <laughs> uh, all right. That being said, though, I do have to hop because Benzinger yeah. is running five minutes late. we got a jam-packed show today. So Chat. I want to hop over and Come on up. Later. All right. All right, guys, you heard it from Spencer. That's clarifying what's happening right again. I'm not going away. Mitch isn't going away. We're working on bringing high growth areas to our loyal viewers. You'll see me Monday on the lunch show with Spencer. Uh, so, you know, let, let's keep SPACs attack going uh, again as part of the, the broader Benzinga live. Guys, we've got the lunch show coming up right now. Don't go anywhere. And again, you can follow me and Mitch on Twitter right there on screen. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the love today on the show. Yeah, definitely. We're going to go ahead and get on out of here. And yes, Jason, I do like Spencer's camera too. I was telling him like, why are we using a webcam, bro? You should be looking like prime time. Like we are. I mean, you're the primetime host. Got to have you primetime. Up next, catch my primetime guy on Benzinga TV. Go find out about it, guys. If you want, go hit Spencer up. Be like, what happened, dude? Go let him know on, on Benzinga TV. We'll see you for the last time here. Chris, much love. I love the Spax Attack shirt. Yes, had to wear it today, of course. Got so. to, got to. <laughs> That's always going to be a classic. Um, stay tuned, guys. We had some great ones. Awesome. I, I still got to give another shout-out to Nicolo Damasi. He came on uh, many times for us. Also, of course, shout-out to Matt Higgins and yep. Gary V that came on this show just to give us a great interview. Talked about other things too for us. And we'll keep battling for you guys out there because that's why we did the show is for you guys out there. So give us a like, give us some love. We'll see you on continuing with Benzinga. And coming up next, Benzinga TV. For the last time, I'll play the intro. Spacks attack, baby. See you guys. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. 
increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.